Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. I think that it's important right out the gate for us to decide what ranger that we would be. Like, if you were going to be a color, like, not associating with character, just, like, any color on the spectrum, you could be that color ranger. What ranger would you be? And can I pick, like, any color, or does it have to be the pre-approved ranger Pre-approved colors? ranger colors, yes. I mean, I think there I There is be... also a green ranger. Okay. So, you know, just Later. in case you're feeling green. I think I would be the pink ranger. Pink ranger? How about mm-hmm. you? I think I would go blue. Mm-hmm. I'm either blue. I would love, though, like a like a light purple See, ranger. See, the thing is, if there was a purple ranger, I would 100% be <gasps> oh the purple Look ranger. Look at us. How oh cute is that? Wow. You <laughs> know what we should do? We should start a we podcast. We should start a podcast. Um, what would you, what yeah, color would you Mike, be? what color would you be? I think you guys already did start a podcast. Oh, yeah. Wait. I mean. Wait. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> this I is think, live? I think this is a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. People is can it a, hear is this it a po- right now. Is it a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, oh examine cinema in all its cultural <laughs> contexts and explore why your favorite... Are you just going to keep going? Four quadrant power rangers <laughs> are <laughs> maybe, maybe not, not as straight as you think they are. They're really not. No. Um, all right. What what ranger are you? I, I feel like I was thinking about this question as we started because I know your listeners can't see, but you guys are wearing the opposite shirt colors of what the Rangers you just oh, said you wanted to be that's are. so Facts. true. Which I think I is actually... also kind of cute in its own way because it's like, I want to be the Ranger that you already are and I want to be the Ranger that you are, uh, <laughs> which is adorable. You guys are great. Um, and I feel like because I'm also I'm wearing a green shirt right now, I feel like that that's because the logic of Power Rangers is whatever color you're already wearing is like right. the color that you're going to be. Like Trini is on the scene with her yellow hat in this movie right, right. and it becomes the yellow Power Ranger. Um, but if I could choose anyone... Maybe Purple Ranger. I feel like wow, that's a couple of just Purple a bunch Rangers of purple across the board. Rangers. Look at <laughs> I that. I gotta be honest though. Now that I'm like sitting in, you know, the pressure's not on me right off the bat from the podcast. I would love to be like a sky, like a very light blue or a pastel pink. Mm-hmm. Actually, like a very like the lightest Easter pink. colors. Yes, yeah, yeah. I feel like the reason that they, I mean, there are probably a lot of reasons they don't have a white Power Ranger, but I feel like your suit's <laughs> gonna get super super messed up, up the lighter the color is is there actually a white power ranger we're about to find out um i mean that's kind of like a not so yes, good there is. category white yeah, ranger there is. Yeah, in the og yeah. power rangers there okay. was t- tommy started off as the green ranger uh when he was under reader repulse's control and then he became the white ranger after joining the power rangers and being with them for some time because the the green ranger power was like not enough or something like that I, i'm guessing you're a big fan of the power rangers yes i yeah as I'm saying this, I'm realizing how much of an embarrassing fanboy I am. No, no, series. thank God, because <laughs> I am not and did not grow up with the Power Rangers, Brooke. Oh, yeah. Oh, the first thing that I watched that included the Power Rangers was this movie last night. Wow. And when they, uh, when they had their little cars, their little yes. dino things. I was like, oh, it's so cool. It's like a plane because it's a pterodactyl. I get it. And my the boyfriend dino was Rangers. like, Brooke. Brooke, come on. So that's where I'm at. Well, I'm glad that I sent you what Rita Repulsa originally looked like in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie because I feel like if you didn't have that context watching that movie, Elizabeth Banks' performance would not hit as hard as it does. Oh, she's because absolutely crazy. 
crushing it. She is. Gold, she's swimming in gold, baby. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk so much about it because I am Brooke Solomon. I am Jordan Go-Go Gustafson. <laughs> and joining <laughs> us today is Mike Deneen, actor and host on Rainbow Road, a podcast that we love very dearly, and self-proclaimed Power Rangers expert. Like, honestly, thank God, because yes. we need we need the expertise. We like to have people that know things on this show. Because we know nothing. <laughs> to an extent, though, to an extent. Oh, that's not... You guys know so much about uh, a variety of things. In fact, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your, your quadrant approach to this film, specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like only to a point. I feel like I dropped off on the Power Rangers... Um, Zord uh, at like a certain age. Like I know yeah. all the iterations up until like what is it like lot like Time Force I think. Okay. But anyways, it's 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 all the it's all the same thing. It's all Saban's Power Rangers. Can we discuss this because I I was gonna save this for later, but can I speed round the Power Rangers for you? Please do. So there are 28 seasons of Power Rangers TV shows, and uh, the names of them. I while doing some research on this, truly tickled. Tickled me pink. So it's not it's not just one. No, Power it's not Rangers just the series. mighty. No, no, okay. no, Brooke. We have the power. Wait, can Morphin. I flex? Can, can I flex? Yes. Wait, are you gonna see how many you can get? Yeah, I want to see yes. how many I can okay. get. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do okay. it. Do yes. It. So I'm pretty sure. And tell me if I get one wrong. Okay. Yes. So we start with Mighty Morphin. Yes. Zio. We go to Zio. Sure. Zio. No. I don't have that. I have a different one next. But say what you have next, because I'll okay, I'll okay. believe so you. <laughs> The ones that I remember, because it goes from Mighty Morphin, and I think yes. there's like two seasons of that, and then it goes into Power Rangers Zero, mm -hmm. Z uh, Zio, after they get the Zio crystals or whatever, and then Turbo. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think Lost in Space. Aliens. Or or, 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 or Lost Galaxy. I can't there's, remember which one there's, it is. There's Alien, Space, Lost Galaxy. Yes. Uh, okay. Are, wait, are you looking... Is this the North American ones, though, or the Japanese oh, ones? Oh, this, I think, is North American? But or, okay, yeah, because... This was just on the, the wiki, so I <laughs> okay, don't okay. know. I'm trusting the internet a lot right now. <laughs> Lost in Space, Lost Galaxy. Yes. Lightspeed Rescue. Oh, gosh. What came after Lightspeed Rescue? Wild Force? Correct. Yes. Time Force? Mm. Is that... Mm. Is, no? I'm sensing a Ninja Storm approaching. No, I think Ninja Storm was after Time Force, though. Wasn't yes. it, was it before? I have it just after Wild Force. Oh, I'm not okay. seeing okay, a Time that's... Force on my end. But also, oh, okay. as we mentioned, Mike, you have like the, the in insane. the trenches knowledge. Yeah, this is insane that Jordan you're has this good right the now. The Wikipedia. I just list. yeah, I just wrote down the ones that were also like very funny because I think because the ones that keep you could keep going, but it just made me laugh where it would be like samurai and then like super samurai and then mega force <laughs> and super mega force because they gotta or, up that ante right right and like beast morphers dino fury i'm like living for these names it's How so about campy dino thunder dino charge dino, dino super charge <laughs> i will say i do remember power rangers sbd because my cousins watched that and so when i would go to their house they had like sbd toys what's sbd uh uh, I want to say it's like, not as contagious as you think it is. Is it special <laughs> police department or something like that? Yeah, something along those lines because it had a police theme to it, which yeah, I feel like, like in 2021 yeah. wouldn't fly as well. Yeah, perhaps it's, not. It's basically like what if Power Rangers but cops? Right. Yeah. But I they gave I had like a the one Power Rangers toy that I got 
was like a green Power Rangers SBD toy. Like, I don't know who gave it to me, but I like that's the only Ranger thing that I ever had in my life. And I always thought the Green Ranger was cool, and I never knew why the, this movie did not have him. But that it's was because he's confusion. evil. This movie did have him, though. He's at the mid credit scene, right? Wait, there's a mid credit scene? Right? At, no, no, like, just before... Well, there is a... Yeah, it, so the, the, like, the stinger at the end of the film is that, I, like, I oh, Tommy quick. Oliver... Tommy right. Oliver, and they show the green jacket on the chair, like kind of uh, leaving it open for the sequel. But but the OG Green Ranger makes an appearance right at the end alongside the OG Pink Ranger, Tommy and Kimberly, as like two citizens like taking a picture of the Megazord at the end. And it's uh, this like fun Easter egg right at the end of the movie where it's like, and he's like he, that actor. I forget. He's also an MMA fighter, and he has been with Power Rangers as like intellectual property for like so many years. And I think he even made he played a like a he reprised his role as like a dinosaur scientist. I think in Dino Fury or something. But like came back and was like, I was a ranger when you when I was your age, and like oh it was my so weird. God. Yeah, but anyway, he, he's cool though. He's, mm-hmm. That's so. This is like there's so much lore that i had questions about because like i somehow forgot that the like the power rangers <laughs> tv series was live action yes. and not just animated well, that it like was like from a japanese series but then like cut in with american like actors being high schoolers so it was like stock footage not footage it was like footage from a different show cut with like another show wow yeah. that's like yeah, how that's it exactly started. right yeah. That's crazy. Because it was a budget. It was a budgetary thing, right? They can. They, it's like we can make a TV show, and we already have half the material done. Right. So we just got to figure out what what we have to splice in, and then bam, and then boom. And it it's like was so successful, and it ran for so long, and I forgot that it was literally just a bunch of people in costumes like doing kickflips and like camp, you know, martial <laughs> arts camp. moves yeah. like yeah. in fields. Oh. I feel like that's the one thing that this movie has is it really loves just throwing characters in the middle of just like open spaces and being like, you can fight here. Go! Like, we're not going to really establish it. Like, you're in like a quarry or you're in like, I don't know, a field. Fight. Yeah. This has one of my least favorite live action remake um, tropes, which is make characters fight in dark, murky spaces i understand that it's probably for like they're tra- in their training sequence right you want to yeah. make the cgi look a little better you want to preserve some stuff for like the last battle but oh my god every time people fight in some shadowy cave it bothers me so much because i can't see shit but like, then, i don't know what's going on the whole final act though i loved because it was so bright and during the day yes that, that was, was very fun that was exciting to me yeah, but that, and that was that was that was the last act. Like literally, I I timed it. It was the last thirty minutes. They get their suits, and then they go for the battle. But we've jumped to the end of the movie. I feel like we should maybe start at the top. Oh, I think we need to start film. even before the film. I think we need to talk production about let's this thing. Okay, yeah, let's talk production talk because production. this is coming. I mean, like, look, this is twenty seventeen, and the IP, you know, conversation. We're like in the, the we're in the the aughts of people shifting through IP, finding you know what to do, mm-hmm. and I think what's the most fascinating about this is that there was this short film that debuted online called Power Slash Rangers, which was a, an extremely gritty look at the Power Rangers, and it was like a short oh, film, yes, fan made, really honestly incredible budget. It was like a very fun short. And yeah, this sort of good. came at the same time as like the portal short. Are you aware of that one? Mm, no. 
there was a uh, a short film based off Portal, which is a video game. Oh, gotcha. And okay. that was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, and that is what put Dan Trachtenberg on the map, which then got him Ten Cloverfield Lane. Wow. And so this was sort of in the era where like YouTube short films were really popping and fan films. Exactly. Yeah. And so this fan film, The Power mm. Slash Rangers, propelled interest and people wanted to have a live action Power Rangers movie, which ultimately led to Lionsgate acquiring the rights and then doing this Power Rangers movie. Right. So it all stemmed from a fan mm. film. Have you seen Power Slash Rangers? Yes. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah. No, is it's it, fun. It's is, good. Is it, and you said it's like gritty. It's very dark. So yes. is it successful in like the dark? Dark and gritty reboot I think better. space. Well, I think it's because it's so wholly committed to being like gritty that it it's sort of works. Like camp in a yeah. way. Whereas this one is like trying to be gritty, but also trying to be fun and light and campy. So it doesn't really know where it fits. So it sort of is like a little bit of a smorgasbord, you know? Yeah. And and maybe that's what, one of its pitfalls too, is that, I, and I've heard this complaint a couple of times about more modern films, is that they try to be so much that in the process of including all these angles, they lose their focus, you know? So. Because they need to be for a quadrant. Like, seriously. That's yes. that's mm-hmm. in that, like, in order to justify, what was the budget for this? Like, 150 mil? It can't just be, like, a kid's movie. It has to, like be all of these things at the same time. Um, which, yeah. It's, and also, like... Power Rangers is the wrong property to take seriously. Absolutely. And also the wrong property to kind of like split the difference down the middle. Yes. Like it's not a normal, uh, no. you know, doable thing. No. Yeah. No. Which is why I think that there's one actor. Well, I think like three people in this movie who kind of know what movie they're in. Right. And that is <laughs> Miss Elizabeth Banks and Cranston and Bill Hader I feel like are the three who kind of like deliver the goods and I think RJ Seiler RJ Seiler is I think by is far also, the best um the titular Earl from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl Yes uh I think yeah, no I think he delivers the goods as well Yeah but the rest of them I don't know They're not bad it kind of I think Becky G is like the worst which is kind of well, I don't think she's an actress. Yeah, she's not. Right, she's a singer. Wait, right. which one was Beck? Which one was Becky G? The Trini. Yellow Ranger. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, she, the, the, the topic she of our like, podcast today. She, yeah, because she she brings the goods in terms of the queer content. But <laughs> yes, just, she does. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this movie for me was like watching an episode of Riverdale as someone who doesn't watch Riverdale. <laughs> like this gave me the same, like I've watched like clips of Riverdale and this feels like what watching that series would feel like, if I, that makes sense. I would say this is, could definitely be on the same zone as like Riverdale season one. Maybe mm. now they've really hit their stride. Oh, Jesus Christ. And although to be fair, I haven't seen the most recent season, so don't quote me on whatever's happening with their time jump business. But like, <laughs> I would say like in seasons three and four, they really just fully committed to the fact that it was the most ridiculous show yeah. that's ever been put to television. And it's much better. Season one is like too serious. I will never watch this show. Oh my God, Jordan, it's so no, I, I, I've seen Guys! It, it's, I think it's like brain smoothing. It, it definitely uh, is. So I don't need that right now. Wait, okay. Here's what I do. Because I don't watch it week to week because that is too much brain smoothing for me. But it, whenever it drops on Netflix, and I think in other countries, maybe including Canada, I'm not sure. It's like a Netflix original. So it like uh. drops earlier. But as soon as it drops on Netflix in the u.s i like clear my schedule for a weekend and i'm like wow. nobody's allowed to talk to me i have 22 I episodes of really riverdale, riverdale to watch 
but I'm not into it enough that I would wash it week to week. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. And the thing is, I can't spread it out over a period of time because then I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I just need to like get into a zone <laughs> and then watch the whole season. Blackout. Yeah, yes, literally. Yeah. And wake up like 22 hours In later and be like, state. wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale fugue. It's kind of like beautiful in a way, you know, you just, it's, it's a, it's a wholly unique experience. But I will say that season one was very rocky in terms of like, what what is this? What is this show? Mm -hmm. Is it gritty? Is it fun? Is it a throwback? Is it super contemporary? Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, you're not too far off the money. Mm -hmm. But this is secretly my advertisement for everyone to just take a weekend, take some self-care and uh binge and i will say for your own self-care don't do that (laughs) please (laughs) or do you never know leave it to you i like that we have a good balance of uh do it don't do it Um, right right right. the choice is up to you but we have uh, yours what is bisexuality if not choice i I mean yeah you know i think that's Mm -hmm. That's a valid argument. Okay. Anyways, back to the production. Because I want to talk about pre-pro. Yes. And like, okay, maybe Mike and Jordan, maybe you guys can answer this question for me. So this film is stylized as Saban's Power Rangers. Not just Power Rangers, but Saban's Power Rangers. Now, Saban is a distribution company, but it's like a family-run distribution company, I believe, but they're, like, a valid distributor. Like, I have had a lot of interaction with them through my actual job. Wait, that's iconic. Um, and, like... Saban's Solomon? Is, no. But, like, <laughs> so my question is, is it Saban's Power Rangers because the Saban family created Power Rangers, or is it Saban's Power Rangers because Saban, the distributor, like, had a hand in this film, or is it a little bit of both? Because I don't know. And it's very confusing. What would the difference be? Because I don't, mind? I guess I basically don't know if Saban the distributor, is it all related to the Saban who created the Power Rangers? I think this is, I so from what I remember of the time and having not done research uh, on just the name specifically, I remember them wanting to put Saban before it because of, I think the short film and because they wanted to like expand their control and like show that this is like actually like what the power Rangers movie, you know what I mean? Like this is actually like real power Rangers. Like Mm -hmm. this is like the mighty Morphin like universe sort of. And that was like an extension of that sort of like, uh, like Marvel's, X, you know what I mean? Like how like shows on Netflix, it's not like Daredevil, but like Marvel's, Marvel's Daredevil, Daredevil. sort of you, like that situation you. where like you can like on Letterboxd, it's just Power Rangers, but then like you like look it up in other situations where it's right. Saban's Power Rangers. I looked it up on Amazon and it was like right. Saban's Power Rangers. And like if I, I searched for it on Apple TV and it was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what Power Rangers is, but I know what Saban's, Saban's Power, Power Rangers, Rangers is. Oh, okay. I accidentally just answered my own question. Um, Saban Entertainment, which runs the Power Rangers, is different than Saban Films, who is a distributor. But I'm mm. also pretty sure that Saban Films had a hand in this because I feel like I saw Saban come up on the screen and I was like, whoa, what? Anyway, this has been an extremely niche industry tangent that I'm going to hop off of now. No, I um, love this. But suffice to say, it's hilarious to see something stylized as Saban's Power Rangers when nobody knows who that is or except, what that except is. Except Power Rangers fans. Except the true right. devotees. <laughs> How did this film come about? 
Well, so I think it's interesting that Dean, so Dean Israelite, the director of uh, Project Almanac, a movie that feels very similar to this film. Uh, also a film that did not come out and is not real yes. in any way, shape, or form. Have you, have you seen the film Project Almanac? I have not. Mm, you've not been almanacked, I see. Uh, <laughs> I like that it's its own verb. Absolutely. Yes. But I think what is cool is that while they were writing this, they originally didn't like explicitly state that Billy was autistic, but then like in writing it, they honed in on that and like wanted to actually like make his character like they were like hinting towards it, but rather were like, you know what, like let's like fully commit to having an autistic character, like superhero on screen. And really let's cool. like commit to like having a diverse cast of characters, whether that be like gender, sexuality, race. And I like that mm-hmm. they did take a much more like diverse look at the Power Rangers, which I think is cool because it yeah. is like for kids, right? You know what I mean? And so like having that spread, I think is very cool. And like for autistic people, like you often see like white people only on screen. So like having a black autistic person, I think is huge. And like a queer Latinx person, you know what I mean? Right. So like it was doing these things, like trying to be progressive in like a lot of ways, which I think is very admirable. It's nice. But then I feel like the movie itself is not know, good. Yeah. It was sort of, it, it, yeah, it, it was like, and we talked about this just before the show, but it, it was kind of like underwhelming in a way. Because it like, it's like, it's like you have all the ingredients to make this like amazing movie. And then just something about the execution like, it's just, like, not there, you know? What was your relationship? Like, when did you first see this? Or did you, like, did you see it when it came out in theaters? Or No, there's no way. Because <laughs> I sort of saw the trailer, and I was like, that's not going to be what I want it to be. So I, I oh, think no. I, did wait, I, I did wait until it came out on, I think, on Netflix or something, where I just watched it at home. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected based off the trailer. Um and I and I it's funny when you're talking about the Blue Power Ranger who while wa- rewatching the film, I was like, his name is Billy Cranston. Is yeah. That, did Brian Cranston like rename the character and have him be autistic? I had to like Google it, and I was like, oh no 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 no! In the original, he was he was Billy Cranston. So this is just a coincidence. But I definitely had a moment. Where I was like, does like Brian Cranston have like an autistic child, and he's like really advocating for autism through this character? And like, oh no, okay, I'm just reading into this way too much. <laughs> But <laughs> it is funny though because um, he talks directly to Brian Cranston and he's like, "Hi, I'm Billy Cranston," and I was like, "This is yeah. very weird." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you mean Zordon. 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 Yeah. Of course. How could I, I actually forget? really like the f- effect of his big face just like sliding on like a wall <laughs> and like how it like sort of like hits the side and like has like a ripple. You know what I mean? Like where it's like too fast. I'm just kind of obsessed with the fact that they were like, "All right, Brian Cranston, we're gonna need to borrow your face for approximately three hours, and then you're good. Um, we'll mail your paycheck." Oh, yeah, we'll just have you be a naked alien though for the opening scene, That's, right? Yeah, because th- he did that opening scene right where we yeah. where we see Brian Cran- right at the top of the film. We see Brian Cranston as a Red Ranger, but like also. So Zordon, not like, he's no longer looking for teenagers with attitude, which is what his pitch was in the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show. But now, now it's become uh, a much more honorable goal of uh, teenagers, or uh, sorry, those who are worthy and strong. I believe the exact words were, mm-hmm. and so it, it it shifts the tone from being like kind of campy and fun to like we're taking ourselves a lot more seriously now. We want worthy and strong, no longer just like teenagers with attitude, you know. <laughs> teenagers with attitude these teens do have some oh, attitude they have, though they're they going sure to detention baby so much attitude. yeah the, the breakfast club of like the whole thing is just amazing 
we'll, we, we had to, we'll get into the plot, I think. But yeah. what okay. was, did you see this in theaters? Oh, well, no. So this was your first experience last night. <laughs> yes. This so is I the... was the only one who saw this in theaters. You saw this in theaters? Of course. Bro, Wait, I don't even know why. I'm surprised. Why are you asking me this yeah. question? <laughs> I, w- I saw the trailer and I was like, let's go. Let's see some Mighty Morphin. Did and you I... see it with anybody? Oh, absolutely not. No. Oh, just you <laughs> just alone? Just me alone. So did you have that experience that sometimes like I've had when I go to see a movie that has like a younger fandom where like I'm an adult man and I sit in the theater and then there's like a bunch of kids around and I'm just like, I've, I've just aged more by virtue of seeing this. Were there Was there a younger fan base in the theater when you saw it? Do you remember? No, I went, this was my last semester in Boston. This came out in March. And so I went uh, probably like a 10 a.m. screening on like a Sunday, like by myself. <laughs> so there was no Nobody one. Was there. It was just me. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is a movie. I don't know what I was expecting going in, but it's certainly something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was a little turned off quickly by some of the jokes which we'll discuss but i mean like i walked like the out jerking off a build bull joke oh yeah, um, yeah. what a way right to the open it's your film real quick it's so funny because it's i don't think that it's like a particularly crude film nor do they nope. try to imply that um the red ranger is like you know this kind of like crazy dude bro right the red ranger is like the nerdy like the loser captain who has to like maintain the rules right he's kind of just chilling and so it's such a weirdly off-color joke but we'll touch on it again again briefly but let me tell you there are some amazing amazing experiences that involve going to the movies i love going to see a movie alone i let that like good 10 a.m weekday screen at 11 30 a.m truly nothing better i saw arrival with like two other people at like 11 30 a.m and it was transcendent and mike (laughs) i have had that exact same experience of being in a kids movie i went to see coco at i think like 4 30 or 5 p.m on like a saturday so it was me and a million children and i sat next to this father and his two kids and i think he was like okay why is this college kid in my screening but then to make it worse i don't think i've ever cried harder in a movie than i've cried at coco like literally (laughs) he moved his children because i was like trying to hide the fact that i was like i was a i was such a mess i I had a i walked out and i had a headache from crying so hard that's so funny that movie nothing has ever like it's me and my kids and we're just gonna cry and they're not gonna get it yeah i'm just imagining you having like a having like a you're like an ugly cry like next to these kids not like you know and like a nice cry but like you know one where you're like it's really oh, gut-wrenching that's exactly what it was i feel yeah. like this is why i miss uh the cinema so much because going to the city walk i would just like after work it was when i would just usually see like really bad kids or like movies not for me but i was just like i need to go to the movies right so it's like where i saw sonic and i was like i'm not supposed to be in this screening but i'm here <laughs> with and all so, the five-year-olds all right yeah right um one day we'll sonic be was a surprisingly good again. movie though yeah wow that's i a think take. i think so i i in I, because my expectations were so low mm. that when i went in i was like all right jim carrey kind of floated that one more than i thought he would we love supporting villain performances that yes. absolutely <laughs> carry the movie elizabeth banks exactly yeah, uh, yeah exactly elizabeth banks another person who she she brings like us like a more like an almost sexier rita repulsa you know 
It's I, quite she does a lot sexual. of like moaning and like eating when she's like, mm, or like kind of getting in Trini's face when she's like attacking her. But sorry, I know we don't. We're not getting into the plot. Yet. Oh no, 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 don't worry. Kind of like we, lesbian vibes for a hot sec. Oh, totally. We jump around with abandon, so um, please fine. no stress. We okay. don't follow any sort of uh, normal. Structure. I did have a note while watching where I wrote Elizabeth Banks hot. Yes, because <laughs> I was like, I think she's very. Like, not, like, when she's, like, her, like, creepy alien form, but I was, like, as she's getting hotter, I'm, like, kind of like this on you, Miss Banks. Mm-hmm. We talked about Magic Mike XXL. Yes. Um, uh, very recently, and, like, she is so hot in that. When Absolutely. She, when she rolls up in that bandage dress, a dress that looks terrible on everybody, except for Elizabeth Banks, I was, like, let's go, girl. Like, she, she's got it. She's got it going. Absolutely. She's in my topped watch actors this year on Letterboxd with Channing Tatum just because of, like, the Lego movies, this, and then the Tatums. Like, she's right. popping up in all these supporting roles and just and like spider-man yeah right she's making her money we we've Look covered her work we've covered sort of like inadvertently uh the the top half so many elizabeth of banks 2021 movies. has been very elizabeth <laughs> banks heavy wow can always bank on banks hey you can take that to the bank am uh, i right wow. you ching, can cash that ching, check ching. <laughs> dear lord um no she's great i think Absolutely. she she's definitely in the 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 category of character actors that were, are always going to give you something like this is a performance oh really it's a performance you think she was going for something yes but that's like so good <laughs> yeah no i agree i prefer it i don't i actually don't think brian cranston is very good in this movie well i don't i just think he's just a nice i like his voice he does have a good voice i think we need to discuss brian cranston post breaking bad because it is one of the most fascinating careers trumbo baby post, yeah mm-hmm. it's so it's like trumbo godzilla john carter rock of ages Total Recall, Argo. Oh, he's in Argo? He's in Argo. Kung Fu Panda, of course. Oh, naturally. Uh, the third one. But then he does like The Infiltrator. Do you remember that movie where it's like uh, the poster is like him with glasses? Yeah. Does he and infiltrate something? I think he's in, Brooke, I think he's the infiltrator. <laughs> what, is um, he, what does he infiltrate? I don't even know. Is it kind of like, uh, is it is it more like, like a, a Liam Le- Oh, so it's more like a John Hamm style. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure like the Middle East is involved in some oh, way, shape, I'm or sure form. Oh, I'm sure it is. But then he did like Why Him? You remember that one? Oh, yes. The, uh, and then he did for TV. He's just in, like, Your Honor now. So it's just, like, all of these post-Breaking Bad moves feel like none of them have, other than Trumbo, feel like leading man energy. But they're all sort of trying to tap into, like, the Brian Cranston Breaking Bad aura without, like giving him like meat on the sandwich for the performance right i haven't seen your honor and i'm I'm sure maybe he's great in it but like i feel like he needs to either pivot to like comedy again or like something but it just feels like he's like kind of directionless right now if that makes sense like i feel like he needs a like a series or a feature that is like actually like weaponizing his like strengths better because i feel like he hasn't been utilized as good as like the range that we've seen Mm -hmm. mike are you are you a brian cranston fan I am a Brian Cranston fan, and I have seen Your Honor. Um, my partner and I watched it not that long ago, and again, they they do you know to echo that sentiment that you brought up. They they they're trying to tap into that that energy that he has, where he like he's very daddy, you know, like he's got the he's got the, <laughs> the father aura, you know, like and and isn't I think his son like missing in it or something, or is his, his son, son like going to jail? His son commits a crime, right. and he's like a corrupt judge, right? 
Uh, no. So, uh, sort of. He- Question, just before. Yeah. Does he ever yell, my son, or something <laughs> like that? I th- I'm pretty. I think so. I might yes. be imagining okay, it, but that the great. essence of that moment is like peppered throughout the the show. Beautiful, beautiful. Because he plays like a, like a judge just trying to do the right thing, and then getting caught up in the gritty realness of the world that he lives in as a judge, and like the flawed nature of the world around him in its reality. Because his son, not not to like give away too much of the plot, but there's like a, a an incident that happens where uh, he has to get, like, really real with his son and, like, step in as a father, but he's sort of held back because he, there's, like, a criminal aspect involved. Right. And now he's now instead of, like, trying to get his son to, like, do the right thing, he's like, oh, I, you know, son, I can't, like, you can't do the right thing because this this is, you've now gotten yourself involved with a crime family who, like, will want to kill you if they find out the truth. And so it becomes this whole thing of him, like, yeah, just being a father in these like frantic situations that like get your heart racing, which I feel like was a lot of Breaking Bad. Um, Interesting, but yeah, I would like to see him in more things to like weaponize his strengths as well. Um, and yeah, I, seeing him in a comedy would be cool also because you know sort of missing the like wacky Hal vibe that he used to carry with him. He's too. like a good comedic actor. Like, he has he's, the like, range. Yeah. He has like good comedic chops yeah i mean look malcolm in the middle is like an absolute classic what if there was a, a man named malcolm and he was, and in, he the was in the middle um i i think that like why are people afraid to give brian cranston like a straight up villain role in something where he can like like give this man the jk simmons oscar nom. yes you know what i mean yes. like that is the exact pocket that he should be in absolutely he keeps getting wow. stuck in these things that are like more b and c list when mm-hmm. like if you just stick him in a movie and like give him like you were saying something to chew on he's gonna deliver for you right right he needs like a steak that's maybe a little too cooked so that he can really like (laughs) gnaw on it you know like i think he could do a great like Mm whiplash-esque thing or you could even i feel like he's kind of in the michael keaton camp where yeah you could just like just give him his face is great Yes. Like, Crazen has mm-hmm. a beautiful, wrinkled face. Yes. Yeah. But you you can't, you know, it's it's hard to make a meal out of uh, writing screenplays in the bathtub. It or is. infiltrating. I am writing in my bathtub! <laughs> infiltrating <laughs> wherever he's infiltrating. Right, right. You know? Um, so Brian Cranston, if you're listening, we want your takeaway to be we want to cook for you. Yes. In some capacity. Please yes. Make we you will cook and write for you. Beautiful steak dinner and deliver a script alongside. Wow, what that that would be mm. what a love if I was an actor and like I oh ding dong, what's at my doorstep? A script and a steak dinner. I'm signed up. Great. And uh, you me. I, Mike, as an Mike actor, can guys, play opposite. Yeah. I, I can I can tell you that would be amazing. And yeah, I would happily play opposite 100%. <laughs> you play Brian Cranston's son in the sequel to Your Honor, where it's your honors. And it's you oh, and him. Oh, he's are... an aspiring judge. No, and... they're two judges. The son grew up to be a judge, and they're like opposing counties. Oh, okay. And there's like a larger, like a crime happens across like county lines, and the two of them are like dueling it out. Interesting. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> we just, wrote, we just wrote season two. I don't know if it's if Your Honor has a season two yet, but if it doesn't, you're right. welcome. Yes, screenwriters. At FX. Maybe AMC. It's it's isn't AMC, it like stars? Yeah, I mean it would make sense if it was AMC because Breaking Bad was right. AMC. Yes, wow. I believe that Brian Cranston. Uh, one of the reasons that he is in this movie is because, as Wikipedia tells me, he voiced both Twin Man and Snizard. Yes, in 
Power Rangers? Those words mean nothing to me, but I assume they mean something to you, Mike. You'd think so, but I, I, were those villains of the week? I feel like they must have been because I don't that know who they are. That sounds like villains of the week energy. Yeah, those, those sounds like that sounds like a monster matic. Like I made you out of clay and then brought you to life and then threw you away as soon as you got defeated by the Megazord kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that we're here talking about names because I think the names are incredible. And this not for the humans, but I like that, you know, we're with Brian Cranston, you know, Zordon, wild name. They're thrown around like the Cenozoic era or whatever, you know, like we have Snizard, dinosaurs. What is uh, Elizabeth Banks' name? Rita. Repulsa. Yeah. Like these are so great like naming devices because who's, they're so who's bad her, who's her little her little gold buddy oh oh um i think you're talking about um goldar the gigantic goldar. winged monster made of gold okay got you yeah got who you. in the tv show he kind of like he had a lot less respect than he does in this iteration because <laughs> in the tv show he's just a guy who kind of no, that, that sounded like a weird ver- that don't that's a bit terrible goldar impression um no that he was had like a weird raspy kind of voice <laughs> Uh, and was just kind of dumb. Like he had, like had a blue face, kind of like a cat face with red eyes, and like he had the cool like gold armor and wings and sword and stuff. But I I feel like he commanded a lot less respect than this movie and perhaps even the Japanese counterpart. Yeah, I mean he's How like did, a, he's like yeah. a golem in this movie. He's just yes. kind yeah, of like yeah. a creature. But just of... like just like the putties are too. They're they're kind of just like these weird golems that you know. But he's the gold one. So yes, yeah. he's special. So you've seen the Mighty Morphin, correct? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel that this Rita holds up to the Mighty Morphin Rita? Which I we should do a side-by-side tweet of oh, Banks oh. and the original. I also, she, her costume in this movie is like line for line the same as uh, Kate Blanchett and Thor Ragnarok. Yes. It's absolutely Which came out first. So. Um, well, Thor Ragnarok, so Which I guess came this first, one. the Ranger or the Rag? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was, it was Power Rangers because Thor Ragnarok wow. came out in November of 2017. The Rangers snapped on that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's maybe hilarious. we do a triptych of yes. which re- which Who woman clad in green do you think Who is better? Who wore it best? Uh, and the answer is Kate Blanchett because uh, I've never been more attracted to a person in a movie in my life. That's a take. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a take. Um, I mean, so OG when the day that we talk about Thor Ragnarok is the uh, day that might break we're gonna the be podcast. H on Maine. <laughs> We're going to need a squirt gun just like off camera. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, original Rita Repulsa versus this Rita Repulsa. Yes. What did you think holding a candle to the performance? They're just different Ritas. They are different Ritas. So the original Rita, I mean, obviously, obviously a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, she's like, I've been for 10,000 years and now I am free and like just very always yelling at everyone. And then Elizabeth Banks comes in with her like more like, sultry like seductive almost like ex-girlfriend vibes of like like spurned woman it's just like it's like a different spurned woman yes you know because the Rita Repulsa is like I'm a spurned woman who like it always I want to talk about this for a second I feel like I feel like Zordon and Rita were like once involved, you know, at least in some capacity. And it's the one part of the story that they don't ever talk about. Oh, they fucking. (laughs) At some point, right? Like, for sure. She got on that blue action. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, (laughs) uh, The the one thing you could maybe say about Zordon is he's. 
something about some joke about head i don't know but he, like <laughs> <laughs> it's in there somewhere put I'm that sure. one in yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. yeah it just there's a joke in there but uh no i feel like they're just like it could be like a divorce story almost in a, in a way anyways but the uh, back to your question it's hard to answer i think that they're just different ritas mm. if i had if i had to choose like like gun to my head I like OG Rita. I like I love Elizabeth Banks, but wow. I just I love OG Rita, and maybe Gotta just because I've seen it. more of her. Gotta yeah. respect it. I feel like how I should have watched the original movie uh, because to have some context just for like how the two hold up against each other. But nah. yeah, um, I'm sure it was very. It's had like that good because it's from like the nineties. Yeah. So very yeah. practical, very like you know punch punch smash them go up. go power rangers yeah like yes. this one is like a really really cgi heavy like more cgi heavy than i was expecting even in the power rangers video game you can really tell that stylistically they just went for a whole new thing um because they released alongside the movie they did a whole game campaign where they, it multi it's a multi-platform game i played the cell phone one just because it was stupid and fun and i needed something to do at airports um, <laughs> love it but <laughs> But the, the the style of the Power Rangers is, like, much different compared to a lot of the Power Rangers we've seen before. With the exception of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that came out in the 90s, hmm. uh, which also took a different approach to the Power Rangers suits. Because in the TV show, they're kind of just, like, shiny, like, polyester cloth. Mm-hmm. And then in in the original movie that came out, I think in maybe in 1997 or around that time... They made these like sexy leather ones for the cinematic versions oh, of them hot. because because yeah because they had more the money and they had a, a cinematic budget and they wanted to just like up the ante and uh, and so I think we're seeing like the next iteration of like big budget Power Rangers costumes with this kind of more like. 3D printed shiny like nanotech yeah yeah with, with like with like glowing blue accents which will also you know is it's to the point of like there being more CGI but yeah it was it was an interesting design choice for sure right I've, and they're like tactical it's not yeah, like very. i was expecting like the suits but this is like you know armor yeah yeah it's like mm-hmm. iron man that's kinda. what I, which they talk ah. he references billy yeah. references in that he's like are we what did he say he's like are we iron man or spider-man he's like yeah. i feel like i got a bite from a spider but like you know but i feel good but then, yeah but then yeah. They the also get comes the armor. from inside me yeah <laughs> i i have to say the arm like throughout time i've always been so like not watching power rangers though i always thought they are they are like the pinnacle i think of like good toys like i think that they're like such iconic like designs and looks like i was always so into like the idea of like being a power ranger without watching it just because i always thought the costumes were like very cool looking you know what i mean like it's a very cool design and like i love when things are just assigned like one color and like this is your color and like commit to that you know what i mean like that's yeah, so yeah. fun and like I, I i love i'm obsessed with like the costumes in this and like the old ones like throughout time i was just like these are fun and campy and i would like love even though i'd never want to act i would love one day just to be able to like wear like a power ranger suit or like a superhero suit just Halloween, because i feel like that would baby. be so iconic absolutely you could do it i actually i have something interesting yes. on that note go, is that go. solomon and thank you thank you actually pretty good 
pretty good, Gustafson. Okay, so this movie <laughs> underperformed at the box office pretty severely. Uh, However, the merchandise sales from this movie alone mm. were so unprecedented that it caused the studio to be like, we could make a sequel based off of the merch sales alone. Whoa. The merch and the toys. Are they doing it? Um. Okay, so in Here 2019. Let's buckle up, folks. On a Reddit. AMA thread. Oh. <laughs> Dacre Montgomery, who plays the Red Ranger. I always thought his name was pronounced Dacre, yes, like a strawberry, strawberry. Dacre. <laughs> um, but apparently that is not correct. He's I think Australian. Because he's I the Red know. Ranger. Yes. Strawberry Dacres. <laughs> right. It works. He's the Dacre Strawberry Ranger. Montgomery, if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry if I mispronounced your name. And also, I think you're a cutie. Come so, on the pod. Um, uh, he revealed on this AMA thread that the studio had plans to produce a second reboot with the cast returning, but it was supposed to take place in the 90s. So it involves time travel. So oh, what, what... Project Almanac, but Power Rangers? Yeah, but like nobody is returning like from the creative team. Um, Brian Edward Hill is apparently writing the script and Jonathan Entwistle is going to oh, direct I, it. Okay. Yeah. It's it's apparently happening and they're going to time travel and go back to the 90s and maybe meet like the 90s the iterations Rangers. of themselves. Um, Sure. You know, why not? Honestly, I would see a sequel. I like this cast. I think they're cute. Princess Jasmine. Yes. Queen Naomi Scott. Yeah. <laughs> My um, queen. We'll talk about her soon. Okay. I, I, yeah. have, which, I have thoughts. Which one was she? Pink. She's the pink ranger. Uh, I think oh, yeah, she's Kimberly. We, we, okay. ha- we have a lot to discuss with her. Um, yes, we do. That's super fascinating, though. I wonder if it will actually ever come out or if this is just an announcement just to like appease people or mm-hmm. then they'll do a reboot in like 10 years. Deadline like talked about it in 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. In, All right. Like October 2020. It was it was in development. Probably, probably put on hold because of the pandemic, though. Right. A lot of productions definitely got the backseat if they weren't like super priority. Oh, I wonder, was the world, did something happen in the world? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, there, there was this thing. Did Rita Repul- did Rita Repulsa take over? Is that what, it, is that what, what happened? <laughs> sure, sure felt like it. Mm. <laughs> I feel bad for this poor small town that okay. gets smashed to bits. Okay. Yes. Uh, where in the world, geography-wise, is this fucking town? Well, because it is shot in Vancouver. I was going to say. Of course. But it, it's shot in Vancouver. There is the school has one type of geography and topography. There is then the quarry, a gold quarry, <laughs> which is another. And then when you go to their main street with the Krispy Kreme, it's like Kansas. <laughs> it's just like wide open fields and looks like the middle of like the American plains. I kind of assumed that it was somewhere like Idaho, where there are like mm. mountain or Colorado, where mm-hmm. there are I like felt mountains. Colorado, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And rocks, but also like it's still kind of like small town America. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. The, t- the the topography really was giving me a, like a, <laughs> I, a, quite a laugh, especially in that final act where it's like the small town is just literally like a sh- main street and like just that's street. the town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the Krispy uh, Kreme in the like the dead center of whatever, wherever. Well, that's where the, you know, the life crystal is, of course, as we all know. Right, yeah. The Zeo crystal of Angel Grove. Zeo crystal, sorry. I just want to know how Krispy Kreme landed this. Huge money. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. I was trying to find some information because I was like, I need to know. I need to know, like, what, why Krispy Kreme? Were they really this hell-bent on, like, getting proper product placement? Like, I have to know. It's such just a weird decision. Also, every time they say Krispy Kreme, it kills me. Because, like, <laughs> it's it's such... 
I mean, the name, the name alone. I'm just looking it up. Okay, they did. I they did. To, they did have Power Rangers donuts. Uh, they were it, what it looks like to be like normal donuts. I'm guessing with like a like a Boston cream donut with the chocolate on top with sprinkles that are white, or maybe like a coconut. I'm guessing. Okay. But then with the lightning bolts are you know of course the colors of the Rangers. Got you. Uh, I'm guessing the donuts that actually came out did not look as good as these promotional ones did. <laughs> they never do. They never do. Wow. Okay. Noted. Noted. They were, in fact, back at it again at Krispy Kreme. That's so... It the Krispy Kreme is wild. They are... Yeah. They uh, found a real-life photo of them. They don't look that great. But Krispy Kreme donuts in general are fine. But it's just so weird. Like, why Krispy Kreme? Why Krispy Kreme? Like, I feel like you could have a Krispy Kreme plug, but, like, have this... Like, the stone be under, like, the school or the library I'm telling or you, every anywhere. time they say Krispy Kreme, it's so funny. It really... Like, Rita is, like... Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and then we cut to her and she's eating a donut. Yes. What is this Krispy Kreme? Um, all of that business is <sighs> hilarious. Okay. Okay. Should we dive into the plot? I think it's time to talk about plot. I think it is. So it starts. It's morphin' time. It's morphin' time, baby. Wow. <laughs> Do you think, are there like Power Rangers, like custom Power Ranger generators online where you can like pick and choose like what your outfits would be? Or something, or like colors. Oh, Maybe it does. Yeah. It assigns you a color. Like, there's probably a you quiz that's like answer some questions mm. and we'll tell you what color Power Ranger <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, which Power Ranger are you? Yeah, we should take mm. that. We will. I bet. I'm sure I could find if I looked up cast of Power Rangers press tour. I'm Doing sure they them. took probably that exact same quiz Absolutely. on BuzzFeed Ab- or something of the Ooh. sort. Absolutely. I know how movies are marketed. Oh, I know how you to should, connect you, with the teens. You know, you should start as a movie-related <laughs> podcast. Oh wow. Guys, I think that I think that this is a movie-related podcast. <laughs> this oh, is live. No. Oh no! People can hear us. All right. Once again, we're throwing. I don't it back. think so. It's the Cenozoic period. Yes. Dinosaurs are roaming the earth. Yes. I think they threw a dart at a dartboard, and they were like that era of dinosaurs. They were like, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, sure. So wait, does so this movie implies that aliens are the ones that killed the dinosaurs, because they send, um, the Brian Cranston. What's his name? Zordon. 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 I almost said Zoltron, Zoltron. which I think is that something else. Also, kind of yeah. that is de- Zoltron's yeah. definitely something. I mean, Voltron is a thing, right? Yeah, oh, it's, that's it's a combination. It yeah. yes, which fair. also is like a Power Rangers like adjacent. Oh, is it really? Y- yeah, 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 these, yeah, these, yeah. They have a very similar vibe, like the big, big robots. Big yeah, robots. Yeah, you have like these fighters who m- have these robots that meld together and morphin and, powers yeah, yeah. yeah okay exactly. interesting interesting um but yes like so uh oh wow i already forgot his name brian cranston is like send the... <laughs> zordon yes zordon okay zordon is like send the meteor and then oh fact they really. do so <laughs> oh, no. i was like so this movie presupposes that aliens are in fact what killed what the dinosaurs? Cu- cool, I like that. That's oh, actually fun. I didn't even think wow. about that. Wow. Yeah, that's great. absolutely thank you. Thank what they're going Mike. for. Thank you. Yeah, no, I had. Don't worry, I had no. I did not put two and two together at all. <laughs> not one bit. Oh no! It's truly like a baffling opening twenty minutes because yes. you have this prologue with naked, creepy aliens yes. in the Cenozoic period, and then it cuts to, and then it cuts to these dudes jerking off a cow not really but discussing okay, the no, fact he talks about it's so it's matt shively who i love from a tv show called the real o'neills he plays like one of the sons on yes. there and i was like oh sick is matt shively one of the power rangers no he's just like this weird character that's helping deliver this like sort of off-color joke about 
jerking off a bull. Uh, who, who, and the cow's name was like Beefcake or something like that. I don't know. Right. So, but yeah, cut to this scene. Like I said, this weirdly off color. It dares joke. you to turn off the movie. It asks, <laughs> okay, so you wanted to see a Power Rangers movie? I'm going to give you the weirdest, probably grossest joke we can throw at you. Do your kids want to keep watching or no? And it's once again, it's so weird because Dagger Montgomery's character is not exactly like a hooligan. No. You know, or maybe he only gets to be a hooligan for like five minutes, so we don't really believe it. But it's I don't even believe that he is a hooligan. He's like this like football star with like he the dad from Brightburn. Fast. You know what I mean? The da- Roy from The Office. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. They, he, they set up. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say he and Chris Pratt have the exact same energy. Yeah, and except, like, except one of them's an A-lister and one right. of them yes, yes, yes. is in Power Rangers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Go, go, Super Yaki. It's time to morph into some merch oh brooke solomon well done movie loving merch because if you love movies the good ones or the bad ones then super yaki is the place for you you already know what it is the team at super yaki loves movies as much as the power rangers love morphin oh absolutely morphin into those fits that they have oh yeah you know what's a better costume for them to wear than their armor Super Yaki merch. Absolutely. We're talking sweatshirts, oh. hats, socks, tees, Ooh. tank tops, any variation you can think of, as well as amazing accessories like mugs and pins and books and pencils. And I could go on and on. You and know, Rita Repulsa is looking for those goods. Like, she doesn't want the life crystal or whatever. She doesn't she wants, want gold. She wants some Super Yaki merch is what she wants. Yeah, man. Um, You know, the team in Super Yaki... They're the best. They bring you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. And hey, they screen print with eco-friendly inks. They ship with compostable poly mailers. Not some dino shipping. They don't send them in, you know, gigantic robots that probably waste a lot of, you know, (laughs) gas and destroy the, you know world no they don't no they're uh, compostable and also every time i get a package from super yaki it's my favorite package to receive there oh, are yeah. usually some cute trading cards and a little note inside as well as perfect wrapping and packaging Ooh. every time it's the highlight of Ooh. my week it's like a I'm little stone to that arrives it. and it follows you and it says hey here's your superpower now very good right very very not sweaty good. at all and hey look as a special gift to you much like these power rangers are gifted with some special some stones, morphin powers you can save 10% on your order with code SUPERQQ. Hell yeah. That's SUPERQQ, all caps, no spaces. So if you want to go, go to Super Yaki, if Ooh. you feel like it's morphin' time, uh, you can find them at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Go, go, Super Yaki. They set up, um, how do you say his name? Dake? Daker? Daker? Yes. Daker Montgomery is. The internet doesn't lie. Um, they, they set up Daker Montgomery's Jason. They set up his character with like 90% dubbed over audio. Like. Oh, facts. Like, so, yeah, because it's, it's a lot of shots of him like walking. So, there's the shot of him looking at sports trophies. Um, walking through the school and they've got this like echoey football commentary over top and then and yeah it's just audio as he's like walking looking at things and so they're just like implying all this stuff and then there's like a later moment where they're also just coloring in more of his character with just audio over top of like what his life kind of is 
So they, they do a really, like, they're just trying to scaffold to get us to this point where we have characters who are, like, yeah, he's a sports guy, and, like, this is his dad, like, lecturing him, and, like, you know, and then and then more, like, dubbed, over, maybe maybe that makes sense, hyperbole. Yeah, no, that I, totally no, yes. makes sense. Well, it also, it's, like, you know, 50% of his intro, because he's the one that we meet up until, I don't know, 10 minutes when he meets the rest of the kids in detention. Like, half of his intro is that, like, 360-degree car shot oh of my him God. just driving down a bunch of different streets and then eventually flipping his this truck. Mo- this movie fucking loves car crashes. Dude, two <laughs> car crashes in Act yeah. one Truly. alone. Like, back to back. I was like, wait, they're I doing know. this again? Didn't we just do like, this? Like, the, the train's coming. You're like, they're going to actually make it, right? Like, they're not going to get hit by a train and I die. I was not expecting this train to hit them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was a surprising moment. And uh, But I also, while rewatching it, I thought it would be funny, because my brain is just like this, if, <laughs> if like, you were in the movie theater. Like, imagine you're in that movie theater alone again at Sunday at 10 a.m. or whatever. I'm and there. You're watching, yep. you're, you're watching this movie, and then they that, that car crash, they get hit by the train. And then it just rolls the credits and the lights go on and like that's the <laughs> end of the movie. Like I was thinking like, oh, that could have just been the end. That would have been like really funny. But yeah, Love no, that. it's weird how many car crashes are in this movie. And then her, and then his dad at the end of the film oh, gets fa- in a car crash. Right. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, and then he and then he rescues his father. So there's a lot of daddy son moments in this movie, and this is one yes. of them. There's a lot of father son. Zordon and Jason, or Jason and his father, and whatever. But he's like, he's like, reaches out his hand. He's like, take my hand. Like, trust me. And his father has to like trust this. You know, unbeknownst to him, it's his son like helping him now in this situation. Uh, and like just kind of being like stepping up and being better than the father almost. So it all comes full circle. I like that his dad is kind of just like a little bit of a hard ass and likes to lecture him and not like evil. The worst dad. Yeah. Not like a horrible person. I wish we spent this movie dedicates so much time to him and Billy and Naomi Scott's character. Yeah. And Kimberly. Kimberly Kimberly versus Trini and Zach. Which is they're so supporting characters. They're right. supporting characters. Like, and they why just not pepper in their backstory? All of the Rangers, like, a, a full intro. Because, I mean, like, basically, this movie is like two thirds of it is like not Power Rangers movie. It's like learning to be Rangers. And then, like, you have the third act where they're actually Rangers. Right. But then the third act, also, I we'll get to the third act because I, we, we'll get to it. But, like, <laughs> why not give Trini and Zach actual backstories instead of them having to, like, sit around the campfire and talk about their backstories? I assume it's because the studio was like, well, we can't like really intro five people all at once. That's too many. You can even, you feel like in introing three is like pushing lot, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Naomi Scott, I feel like is supposed to be on the same level, but she kind of gets like underserved. Have you ever had your photo cut out literally of a photo? And then stuck to the wall with scissors. And like, I don't really, <laughs> I, to be fair, I was a little bit checked out during her explanation scene of whatever happened with her. I- her lewd like photos. I truly did not process whatever happened there. Nope. Yeah, no, me neither. It, but later on, she does have a moment where she, the moment that I did really uh, appreciate her character was when she's talking about that happening, and she, she, and this is something that I think is new. This is one of the refreshing points for me. It was her taking responsibility for her actions, yeah. and it wasn't that she was a victim of circumstance or anything. It was like. No, I made a mistake and I like really and I'm feeling the burden of that mistake and the guilt and like how can I live with that? And I thought that was a new ingredient that I was like, okay, okay, yeah. you know? No, this that movie is, fun. is like actually progressive. Well, like it, like, it yeah, it like yeah. wants it's it's so 50/50 because it's like you have the stereotypical cheerleader 
thing with her eh. and she like cuts her hair and everyone's like whoa my god you know what i mean or like the jock but then <laughs> the other hand it's also like as you were saying like, it's like progressive in some angles so you're like it's not fully committed one way or the other i th- i i honestly disagree with you i feel like it's fully committed because they have to introduce like tropes on some level especially yeah. when they have so much like ground to cover in this fucking origin story movie so like they Big have origin. to like they have to lean into it a little bit but yeah. i think that where this movie succeeds and a lot of others fail is that the representation manages to feel like very authentic and also For like sure, yeah. not a big deal oh yeah no so often, they're not shining a spotlight on any of it so often when movies have quote-unquote representation it's like okay let's make sure we have a whole 15 minute sequence where they one experience every microaggression known to man and two <laughs> we have them give a whole speech about how like women should be allowed to fight too. Or like, my life is difficult because I'm a person of color. And like, this movie doesn't do that. But it also has like, nice authentic stories. Like, I like that Zach, like, speaks, He loves his mom so much. You know, doesn't speak English to his mom. Or that like, you know, yeah, Billy has that whole thing where he's like, hey, I like need to let you know that I'm on the spectrum and like, I don't understand when you're telling me jokes. So like, please don't do that. But and they're like okay with it. Though. Do, you remember, yeah. do you remember Jason's response to that? He's like, is that a weight lo- or is that a fitness program or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. Is that like a fitness thing? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. See, the thing is that like Dacre Montgomery, I believe like he's supposed to be a little more of a bonehead, but he doesn't really like, I don't know. Like, obviously he's like a very pretty guy and he's sort of like has this. He, I think like he's more successful with the jock energy in Stranger Things Absolutely, yes, than he is yes, here. Yes, he's yes. kind of like a cutie in this, this is movie. like a testing ground for Stranger Things Because he's just like a dick in Stranger Things. He's right. good, but, you know. He's dead now, right? Oh, he's hella dead, right. which Damn. sucks. He was so good. He was great. I love him. Wait, is he, is he dead? In the- not dead oh, IRL. Not IRL. Oh, I'm okay. so sorry. Things. Sorry. <laughs> um, Listen, we've lost a lot of people, like, so you never know, right? May I never say has been you know doing some damage. (laughs) May I never say he's hella dead about a real person unless they hella died in like the thirties. You're at their funeral. You're like delivering their eulogy. (laughs) We'll miss him. He he's hella dead now. Hella uh, dead. Um, no, Dacre Montgomery is alive and well and living in Australia. I believe. Great. Good Um, for him. Good for him. He's in this really really lovely little rom com um called The Broken Hearts Gallery that I believe you can run on vod Mm. that i really like it's adorable um it's got like kind of a sleeper like indie cast i dig it that's my that's my that's my indie film plug of the episode um this is actually like this is a good a good little cast of of up and comers he reminds me sorry of billy magnuson billy magnuson yes he and billy give me like the same vibe and energy for a second i because i forgot naturally every single cast member of this movie for a second when he popped up in the cow scene i was like is that Billy Magnuson? Mm. And then I was like, no, no, no. Billy Magnuson is in his 30s. There's yes. no way. But like same vibes. <laughs> same you know? vibes. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like I would like to talk about the cast because Can it's we? like a good little cast of up and covers. Yeah, Princess Jasmine. Yeah. Except she's not just Princess Jasmine. She's making She's her... so much more. She's, she's so, so much, much more, more, you know, and she her she won't be silenced or speechless, whatever, speechless. But honey, she has been her three big franchise moves all really did not pay out as she wanted them to power rangers aladdin and charlie's angels yep yeah uh, three duds oh is she three in the duds. new charlie's angels yeah she she's like okay, the i haven't new, seen that yet she's like the newcomer she's like the the young the young one that Kristen stewart and that other girl 
I don't remember her name. She's like a British model. Have to train. Um, I okay. Look, she is in Lemonade Mouth, which is a great Disney Channel original movie from sure. the early two thousand, starring Bridget Mendler and Haley Kiyoko. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very defining point for my sexuality. Uh, I just feel like this it. is why you're now. Okay, this <laughs> is making sense now. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, the next sentence I'm about to say is going to be bad. Sure. Because Naomi Scott, I would say if I had to pick a celebrity doppelganger, oh, is probably yes. my celebrity doppelganger. For sure. Except she's like 15 times hotter than I'll ever be. Brooke, as do not lower yourself. That was not even me fishing for compliments. That's just a fact. Um, she is a beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. And she's, I mean, okay. So it's like, it was great to see her in a Aladdin but the second they announced live action Aladdin I was like Naomi Scott is going to be Jasmine because she is the only actress that we have of that age who's even like remotely brown skinned like in the zone um and she can sing because Lemonade Mouth Mm. so anyway I I like her um she was in some weird TV uh that's about it (laughs) that's about it she I just really like her she's giving me the energy of like someone that Hollywood is trying to make a star. And right. I think she has something there, but it's like, what is it? Like, I'm, I feel like we're still trying to figure out what her yeah, thing like we is. We know Brian you know? Cranston, he's bringing like the daddy, the like father vibes, but what yes. is she bringing in terms of her right. characterization of these roles? Like, she's not dark enough. Like her comedy, like she's trying to be like edge lordy, but I don't think she's edgy enough, you know? So I think, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see what she does next. Here's what I have to say. Even though I like her a lot as an actress, like I like her yeah. a lot, I don't know if I would say that she's like particularly good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the thing. Hot take. I like we said by far. I think that RJ Siler, oh, who plays yes. Billy, is like the best actor. Guaranteed. By far. Um, Mike, who's like, how do you feel about how do you feel about these these young these, these young children. Well, okay. Ludi Lin, who plays Zach, is going to be in Mortal Kombat, which I think by the time this episode releases will have come will out. Will have come out, So yeah. maybe he's about to who experience is... a pop. I could I see think that. he's the, like, the lead. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Yeah. Because he's like, he has a martial oh, arts yeah. background. Yeah. Uh, Liu Kahn, I think, is the... Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, but I asked you a question, and then I just kept talking. How do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, I, I agree. I think they've got a fun little cast of characters as, like, the new rangers. And I, they all kind of bring their own thing to the table. And it's, again, one of those, these instances of, like, they all brought something really good to their roles. Um, but it's just something about it, like, didn't really... I don't know what it is. I, it might be the movie structure or something. Because, yeah, like we were talking about how Jason and Billy and uh, Kimberly, like the three the three Rangers, kind of get the focus. Yeah. Trini and Zach, they get peppered in, you know, I think the first time, like Trini gets a backstory and Zach get a backstory kind of at the same time. Yeah. Uh, like after the train thing and then after Rita starts building her Goldar out of hobo teeth. Right. Yes, uh, and after they f- have already started training too, because they're like, we need to like discover who we all are we in to order to get our suits to come out, so that we can morph. Right. Yeah. Right, because Zordon is he's asserting that they are Power Rangers, but uns- he's uncertain about their maturity level, and then, and yeah, and then so it, it sort of like raises the stakes a little bit, and and at that point we, we've already met Alpha Five and you know I I I I I and whatever Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Great. <laughs> <who laughs> is a. Ama- Speaking of niches, like I feel like Bill Hader is kind of carving out this niche of like playing robots in things because he voiced the he voiced BB-8 in The Force Awakens. Yeah, he did. King. 
Yeah, so he like, but like the original version that they kind of like had fun with and distorted. So now I think they were like, oh, who should we get to play this robot? Oh, Bill Hader, who is also just amazing and in, in so many things. Oh, the best, um, yes. Yeah, Barry or just his performances on Saturday Night Live as Stefan or you know, whatever. Love, love Bill, H- Bill Hader. Um, but yeah, I think that they all kind of bring something unique to the table um, that just like doesn't really it's a lot there's too much there i think i feel like they could have spent less time on character development or just got us there quicker and mm-hmm. i would have been fine with it and yeah. instead it really like it kind of drags out and yeah because in even in the original power rangers movie from 1997 they had this moment of like you know the pre-montage where they're like oh we need to like up our game we need to like up the stakes and and this movie had that moment too but i feel like it was just arranged weirdly. So, yeah. 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 No, I mean, like, there. it's so interesting to look at superhero and superhero adjacent movies because there's, like, so many building blocks for how the screenplay needs to happen. Like, scene for scene, it's basically the same formula. You need to establish the characters. You need to have a bonding scene. You need to do the training sequence followed by, like, a failure of some sort. And, like, throughout the first two acts, you also need to set up whatever your villain is up to, which is often the most annoying part. And, like, I know that it has to happen. But it's, like, that's the problem. Every time you cut to the villain, unless they're doing something really amazing, you're like, oh, God, I get it. You have to put together a monster. But you know... Joseph Campbell rolling in his grave. But you know that if they didn't do... (laughs) that that people would be like well there's no development of the villain so like we don't even care about the third act fight like i get it i get it i don't have a good solution well i I think it just depends on the movie too because there are so many ways to subvert it as well and i think it's just with these origin ones i think it's rather difficult like i Mm -hmm. think that this movie would have a great sequel versus this movie like i'm way more fascinated to seeing a sequel to this similar to the old guard I feel similar where I think that they are laying the groundwork for something, but then I think can be built out stronger in a sequel where we already have the established character dynamics and relationships. And we like know more going into that versus, you know, this movie where it's like, here's everything, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I do like the dynamics between these BBs. I feel like they'd probably make them fight in the sequel, um, which is a little sad, but understandable but understandable. Um, I think that the movie falters though with Naomi Scott and Becky G because clearly the two of them have the most chemistry and should be the ones that are dating, not Naomi Scott and Dacry. Daker. Daker. But also they Daker. don't kiss or anything. They just kind of have like a little... Well, I like the when they're flirting in the Krispy Kreme. They're flirting. It's kind of flirty. I, I liked when oh, Elizabeth the Banks girls. is... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, Sorry. What did you think I was saying? I was talking about Daker and Oh Naomi. no. I don't think no. they have like they don't thing. have no good chemistry yeah. at all. But no, like they're sort of like not. setting it up because like the shot is like the two of them looking at each other in the end yes. with their hands. No, I know. And it's like the classic they're like in the sequel they would be a couple. You know what I mean? Which is but bad. like the girls in this, I'm like, you guys are gonna like have a like I'm Oh, I like, agree. I'm smelling something there. I agree. So, uh Mike, I'm so sorry. What yeah, were you sorry. gonna say? Oh, nothing. But I, I was going to, it was a comment on the girls in the movie, except more, Eliz- I, you know, I keep going back to this, but the moment with Elizabeth Banks and, uh, and Trini, like the, what's her name? Yeah. Um, but because Elizabeth Banks also gets to utter the line, um, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. You show yours. me yours. <laughs> it's I so, like, I think like putting those scenes back to back, because it's, it's the campfire scene when Trini, AKA Becky G quote unquote Are we gonna talk about talks the about now? her sexuality yeah. but then like it's, the scene immediately ex- after 
is Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah. that that juxtaposition, right? Like it's clearly it's like meant that. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she doesn't own it though. She they they're like I think it was one of the other the Rangers are like boyfriend troubles, girlfriend, girlfriend troubles. troubles. Right. And then she doesn't say anything to that point. She just kind of like it's like the look. acknowledgement by moving on with what she's saying. So it's then it's inferred but never owned. Right. Let me. And then boom, Elizabeth Banks and Trini, and it's like exactly. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is like, ooh, hey girl, let me just like drag my fingers down your face, long in your nails. bed. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, I was extremely let down because I remember the one thing that I knew about this movie is that like, oh, they made fun of this like marketing. the Rangers gay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. First gay super superhero, gay superhero. Yes. Okay. Hell yeah. But then but I was also, like, this is like exactly like you said, Mike. She doesn't even confirm it. I think no. the closest thing she says is, my family likes labels. And yeah. I, I don't. Right. And it's like, uh, just say is it she's really gay. that <laughs> difficult to like state it? it Not I, in Saban's Power Rangers. This is Saban's Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because, okay, so Trini and Zach the yellow ranger and the black ranger they have like a little bit of like back and forth banter in the first couple of mm-hmm. acts and so you're like i i was actually trying to because i was like i know it's one of the girls and when naomi scott like bisexual bobbed herself i was like oh maybe it's her and all of this like weird semi flirting that they're setting up with like Taker montgomery is gonna be like you know gotcha. a reversal <laughs> and then no it was this random girl that we like don't know as much about right, who gives us like nothing yeah. G- go girl give us, give nothing. us nothing um and so but they i agree with you jordan and that like the two girls do have good chemistry and they have like a little like friendship like women need to stick together type business yeah and i like it and it's cute but yeah then when trini ostensibly comes out I was like, that's it? Yep. That's it? Yep. Um, That's the thing is the marketing for this was like articles everywhere. THR, Variety, Deadline, like queer websites. Everyone was running like, this is it. Our first queer superhero. And you're like, okay. And the director's like, you know what? She's questioning who she is. She hasn't figured it out yet. But like she's, you know, this is like a very important thing for us to do. And then you watch it and you're like that's it really would you like to hear some of some of the what the the industry had to say about this okay so yes Mm -hmm. as you were saying director dean israelite called that moment the boyfriend troubles girlfriend troubles moment um pivotal for the entire film i think what's great about that scene he says and what the scene propels for the rest of the movie is that's okay the movie is saying that's okay and all these kids have to own who they are and find their tribe Thank you so much. That is really <laughs> woke, <Ken>. earth shattering. <laughs> Look, let's just frame it as is morphing you coming out of the closet and becoming comfortable with who you are is morphing who you are on the inside that you have to come out to your friends to be able to morph to who you are. <laughs> was that your takeaway of like I don't what the like morphing it. grid was? No. no, you're just you're just spitballing. I'm, I'm just trying, spitballing. I'm trying to throw some more queerness at this thing. There's nothing. Because it was well, like you know what? To to that point, Zordon says he says in the in the right before they kind of nail it, they, he's like, drop your masks and like become one or something to that effect. And I think it it was this idea of like, um, you know, we all kind of walk through life 
we have a sense of self, we have the ego, but then we also have the, the hats that we wear to like perform as social actors in our everyday life. And I think that he was like, it's like this, like drop the persona, embrace your own personal inner truth. And only by doing that, can you like tap into your inner power and, and accomplish your goals, which I think is a great message. So I, I, I was watching that and I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of teared up a little bit when I saw that. I was like, that's, that's beautiful. You got me. Right in the that's feels. beautiful. No, that's important. Yeah. I think a huge, a huge portion of the letterbox reviews are people being like, this movie is like very sincere and kind of oh, nice. It's so earnest. And I agree. <laughs> like I like earnest movies and like, you know, I was talking about how I do like the casual representation earlier. I really do. I think that they obviously like could have taken it a little further. I also think it's funny where it's like they, we all, they all need to open up to each other. Here are the secrets that we learn. Jason is, thinks that he's a screw up. Uh, Kimberly doesn't actually say anything, but we later find out that she was involved in like this, you know, she has impulse bull- control. Cyber bullying what my takeaway scandal. was. Yes. Um, Zach loves his mom. Right. Billy mom. thinks his mom is great. Love your mom. <laughs> thinks his mom is the best. Um, she wants to play chess. With shouts him. it at the top of his lungs in the quarry. Exactly. So, that is so wholesome. It's I have so to say, cute. I really loved that. Um, Billy likes country music and Trini, is what if maybe gay? gay. <laughs> it's so. It's like. Her it's family so likes funny. Labels. Her family likes labels. Also, isn't there like the implication that she's like an ex drug addict? Maybe. Is it? Is there's there? This, I missed that. If that's the case, I missed that. I was trying to figure out. So there's that scene with her family all around the kitchen table when her mom is like, "Can you please just tell us at least one thing that you did today?" And she's like, oh, you know, my friends and I are superheroes and we found a spaceship underground. Oh, yeah. And, and her mom's like, the he and this cop. The table. Yeah, I forgot about that. And so I was like, uh, is this completely unwarranted? I was Maybe thinking that her mom's just, like a nurse. So it's just like, like the totally yeah, played like for just laughs. Like a very, I think it was like an overprotective family sort of vibe was yeah. what I thought. So because yeah, they move, one... they move around a lot, right? You yeah. Know, like, she's like the new mm-hmm. girl always. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I think it's important to have the representation that this movie is doing. It's very cool that it is more casual. It's just sometimes like you just want it to be a little bit further along. Oh, but like totally. for Billy, I think it's great. And I mean, like, look, as not being an autistic person, I can't say that it's great representation here or there. You know what I mean? Like I would rather hear it from people, but like reading a lot of articles online and reviews, it was like overall like pretty positive what they said in terms of his representation and not being like stereotypical or problematic, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, Billy is the heart and soul of this movie. He's, he's the best character. Yeah, no question. He's the one that like everything revolves around. Obviously, like he's the one that they have to bring back to life at the end of act two. He's the one that like does all the legwork to discover going. the Krispy yeah. Kreme. Like he, they're like, he's the best of us, you right. know? He, he also, he is the sacrifice that's made in the movie too. He is the one that gets killed by Rita Repulsa. Yes, yeah. Which which also gives him license to then kill Rita Repulsa later on. Uh-huh. And they also talk about murder very casually in this movie. They're like, well, I guess we all just have to kill Rita. Kill her. And it's like, yeah, that's the conclusion they land on. Which is fine. She's very evil. It's okay. But, and then they, but yeah, they, he, they uh, smack her to space. her into space. Yeah, well, they, they, he like ostensibly kills her, but then not actually. She comes back for round two, jumps into Goldar, and, and then they defeat her again. And then she gets slapped into space for yes. perhaps a sequel later on. Yes. Yeah, but she does, like, die, and then the gold heals her. Yeah. That's yeah. so wild. It's so the, wild. I think the gold was... stuff was also hilarious. Like, uh, the scene, Eating I want to know, what, what are you, what are your guys' favorite scenes? Uh, when she eats gold. 
in the, 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 the jewelry the store. Uh, yeah, when she goes to the jewelry shop and just is like eating gold like it's spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Slurping it up. I think it is hilarious. <laughs> I was loving that moment. Yeah. And you know she's having fun doing that scene too. Yes. She's she's, she's having, having a blast. it up. Yeah. I like yeah. when she eats the donut and Krispy Kreme as the Krispy Kreme like gets destroyed around of course, her. Of course, a classic yeah. gag, am yes. I right? <laughs> okay. Real quick, the last thing I wanted to say on LGBT representation in this mm-hmm. film is that the original Blue Ranger, yes. David Yost, um, is openly gay and he left the 90s Power Ranger series after facing yes. sexual yes, that's true. He did. orientation yeah. based harassment. Um, yeah, and it was bad. Yeah. <sighs> Um, fucking hate everything which is super shitty but he had like a good statement to say about this movie where he he said that they really stepped up to the plate i think so many people in the lgbtqi let's go king community are going to be excited to see that representation so like he's on board it does feel like in from that sense kind of a nice like you know obviously there could be more reparations but they're trying um and on the other like general inclusiveness scale it's really good like we said there's only like one of the five power rangers is white right that's that's honestly shocking um and really nice and you know they kept like i think like a lot of these voice actors they like kept the same ethnicity Mm -hmm. like i know um my boyfriend was telling me this I did not get this knowledge organically, but the voice actor for the Black Ranger was like a martial arts expert who later went on to star in Voltron and he is Asian American. So they like Mm. wanted to like keep that. So like that, that's cool. Like we said, Latinx like representation. Naomi Scott is Indian. Um, I really did like that. They didn't have the Black Ranger uh, be black. Yeah, but that I mean, was gr- great. And then there's also great. that funny moment in the movie where they, where they, where they're in the water and they've just got the coins or whatever, yeah. and they're glowing their respective colors. And then Zach's character, he's like, "I'm black." And then Billy, who's like actually like a black person, black. he's like, "No, yeah, you're he's not." Like, what? what? <laughs> yes. Pretty cute. I'm telling you, R.J. Siler, who plays Billy, he's good. <sighs> yeah. He's Girl. a good actor. I, I, so hot take i feel like they could re-edit or you could take moments out of this power rangers movie and recut it so that billy's character is kind of like a serial killer <laughs> because he like <laughs> is able to do these kind of like serious moments there, there were, or what do there you were mean? a couple of things because they have the scene of him with almost like no explanation with what he's doing but merely to like further the plot where he's like locating where the zeo crystal is oh, and right. on to his him wall. in his room yeah, and he's got, like, all the newspaper clippings with the strings, like, attaching the ideas. Like, you don't see that in, like, anything else but when they, well, like, on, like, Law & Order where they step into the people and he's like, they go into their apartment. It's, like, all these, like, you know, uh, beautiful mind style, like, trying to yeah. connect things. And, he's like, private and... investigating a little he bit. He was finding the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. He's, right? like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's smart, too. He can reprogram, um like, ankle bracelets right. and ankle shit bracelet. like House that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a smarty. I love him. He's so cute. He's great. In terms of the ending, though, since right. we're here where she gets smacked, I just wish that this did Where Elizabeth Banks gets thrown into space. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got I you. I just wish it be- was much more like, because they're finally in the suits and they have like one sort of fight where they're in the suits with the rock monsters. But like, I just wish that it was just them in the suits the whole time versus like the dino ranger or bots or whatever, or like them morphing into like, I just feel like it became too much CGI sort of. Oh yes, stuff like I just wish it was more like a grounded, like physical, like fight because it is like a more grounded movie throughout. So then when it does go to that heightened campy level, it just sort of like loses you. 
It's I not think. even that that can be, you know? It's right. just it sort of like devolves into like you said. Like a big third CGI, CGI action goopy. sequence. Yeah. I wish the are they called putties? Yes. Her little yeah. minions. Putties. Her her yeah. little rock minions. I wish that they were like people yeah that they could fight i just i feel like it you're you can't escape it but the fact that all of these superhero and superhero adjacent movies have like the suits and all of the cgi business means that like no matter who they're fighting it's gonna look very engineered and it's like i kind of just want some people to punch some other people i mean that's like a big reason why the original power ranger series from the 90s like is so beloved right because it's literally people just in shiny costumes like fighting in like a field yeah right yeah there is something to be said for the timelessness of practical effects and i i really hope we do see a return to that because i think that I think that we like filmmakers got really excited because of the range of things that could be created uh, with, you know, the ease of, of having like these firms, these design firms that have like umpteen people. Like when you watch the credits for some superhero movies now and they have like 20 million people doing like the clouds for like one thing. Right. Uh, right. And, and it's, and but I feel like it's more impressive when we see practical effects. And I think that they do last the test of time more so than a lot of the 3d generated stuff um but i think that you know it's still a it's still a business right so i think that there it's a time cost and and who who are the creative forces behind the art that we're seeing in the movies as well so you know yeah 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 and like practical or sorry cgi effects totally run the risk of even more so than practical effects like looking dated very quickly like this movie came out in 2017 and when i was watching it i was like oh this already looks dated mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, the rocks yeah, yeah the rocks and like loves rocks the gold goldar like yeah. all of that it's very like goldar yeah. goldar <laughs> like it already looks a little dated this movie is not afraid to timestamp itself though because no. the soundtrack is no. this it was dated before the soundtrack like it like is using <laughs> songs that were already dated when the movie came out hand clap yeah. by fitz in the tantrums the power when they all get their power yeah you're like yeah that's oh, a little on the nose no and then what's the end credit song it's like it's something yeah. not I got, good I got you. uh give it all maybe with vince staples the power Sh- uh, sure power i don't know i'm looking at there that yeah mm, i don't know however go go power rangers plays when they're that was going hilarious. into battle. I loved yeah. that. Like, lyrics that was and movie, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, the tone I wanted the whole thing to sort of be, I think. Sillier. Yeah. Like a little sillier. Have, like, sillier. a little goofier. Yeah. Yeah. I like their dino cars or their dino transports. It's very... Or I guess I should say Pacific Rim is very much in the <laughs> vein zords. of this. This is just... Yeah. This The fi- whole final act is just Pacific Rim. Yeah. Yeah. In a small town. Right. Vancouver. Um, or Colorado. <laughs> so to speak. Suburbia. Is there a suburbia. town name? Is this just suburbia? Uh, Angel Grove. Oh, Angel Grove. Right, right, Angel right. Grove, How could yeah. you forget? How mm. could you forget? <laughs> a grove of angels. Mm-hmm. A grove of power angels. Go, go, power angels. Who are worthy and strong. Yes, yes. correct. Yes. All right. Is All right. there anything I, else? Do you have any other scenes or moments? I mean, of course. Anything that we glossed over, Mike? The women, of course, have 
boob armor i think we should mention although i will say the men also have weirdly large yes. peck armor. peck armor yes so yes, i yes. was like across the board at also, least they're all giving of, everyone all something of their their butts look really good they have like shaped ass armor someone's been doing some squats yeah <laughs> um so i actually i know that was the first thing i noticed and then i was like okay honestly it's pretty even across the board so i can't get too mad good, about good, this good. any anything else that we that we glossed over that we, we forgot to mention I mean, there is a moment where zach's character like almost kills a van of nuns oh yes oh, right in yeah his, in his little Which is almost this, like weird throwaway moment where he's like it's like a th- complete you, throwaway gag yeah it was just a complete gag and i thought that was kind of funny but they're singing oh, go also, like tell it on the mountain or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because and he because they're not ready for their the like zord power yet so yeah, that, that moment happens. Also, I, I wanted to mention that I, while we were talking about the Yellow Ranger and the LGBT stuff, um, there that actually, I, I think they kind of chose her to be that that in the movie because um, the Yellow Ranger, do you know about, like, there's a kerfuffle with the original Power Rangers and how she oh. was a girl in the North American version, but I think she was a, uh, there was a male she had a male counterpart in the Japanese one. And oh. so it was actually just like a short guy. And so her, her like physical dimensions are kind of weird. Like you can kind of tell it's like a dude in the, like the earlier cuts of it. And so I think there was that kind of fun back and forth. Cause yeah. Cause I think the pink Ranger, she gets a skirt in the OG Ew. one, but the Ew. yellow Ranger does not. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 mighty, the mighty Morphin. I thought that they just changed it for this movie because I thought it was like Smurfette syndrome, where the Pink Ranger was the only girl. Girl. And I, I, I had no idea. I thought they were all guys except for the Yellow Ranger. So that is good to know. Okay, here we are. Oh yes. Okay, so the girl does have a skirt. Yes. Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger. Yeah, yes. The Pink Ranger does. But then the oh, Yellow Ranger did not. But and then also speaking of unfortunate, the also fun fact that has ever come up anytime I've talked about the OG Power Rangers is how tragic their like the actual actors' lives became like after Power Rangers. Really? Oh, oh no. I, I yeah, because I think like who was one of them did porn. <gasps> I think the Black Ranger ended up being like a, a like a legit pirate on international waters or something. Oh. Yeah, the Yellow Ranger died or something like <gasps> shortly afterward. Like it was all this weird, and except for the to- Tommy's character, like the Green Ranger, who went on to like be in Power Rangers forever and be an MMA fighter. But yeah. Oh my god! I'm I'm almost certain. I can look it up right now just to double so check. But why? No, does, no, I believe for, you. Just for for knowledge' sake, why does the why does Tommy's outfit as the Green Ranger look different? Like why does he have like that gold thing? So that because that was part of. He was actually a ranger that was recruited by Rita Repulsa. So remember, she actually has the green coin because she was a former ranger. And that's, they sort of make that her backstory in the new movie. But in the original show, she like I think she creates the green power coin, finds Got Tommy, it. recruits him. And then they sort of he, he's like brainwashed and then they get him to join their team. And so then he joins as an actual ranger. So she, I think Rita had endowed him with his like gold armor. Which he then Got later it. shares with the Red Ranger during like a pivotal moment in, in like one of the later episodes, um, and then he Sounds becomes the, the White Ranger who also has a armor iteration on it or something like that. But 
fascinating. Wow, there's like a lot of lore going on with the Power Rangers. There, there's... Yeah, and there's also very in-depth, uh, like, I think there's a guy who on YouTube who does a whole video series of just, like, reviews of Power Ranger episodes. If anyone that is ever interested, I'm sure you can just quickly Google that up. There we go. If I'm you want to down learn a rabbit more hole already. about the Power Rangers, <laughs> that's the place to go. I feel like I mostly associate them with the toys. Oh, absolutely. So this is, yeah. it's good. It's I, I like hearing the live action. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, when I was, I think my favorite Christmas ever was I was like four or five years old and I got the Megazord for Christmas and I had like that Nintendo 64 moment of just like, ah, and my sister <laughs> yeah. helped me put it together. And uh, I think that was like one of my most fond memories ever. And, and I think that if, if I felt like that about the one Megazord, I, like I think that they inspired that feeling in so many kids around the world, and that it doesn't surprise me to to hear the fact that like they sold so much merch with the 2017 film uh, as a result. Because yeah, they're just they're just cool robot toys. Has there ever been a good Power Rangers video game? As coming from yeah. Rainbow Road, a video game focused podcast. <laughs> yes. What is there a good Power Rangers game like for modern consoles or old consoles or? Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a couple actually. I think yeah. Travis and I talk about a lot of games. We have yet to talk about a Power Ranger game. I mean, there's the new one that they came out with the 2017 movie. But I yeah, there were a couple really good Power Rangers movie um, video games for a couple of consoles actually. I think they're for Game Boy. I think there was one for Super Nintendo that was really good. There was no shortage, and and I just remember playing them. And oh no, it was for. I think it was for the Sega Game Gear, actually. Yeah, because I remember the battery running out really quick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's yeah, no shortage. Prolific. Yeah. That cool. makes sense. I feel like it's built for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hey, maybe maybe merch and video games will be the savior, or I think as we talked about, are the savior of a sequel for this movie. Which, oh, absolutely. You know what? It's fine by me. Um, as I mentioned, this film did not do super well at the box office on well, how to do a budget of reported 120 million dollars um domestically it grossed 85 million dollars not good really and worldwide it only grossed 142 million oh that is very sad yeah that's really bad yeah it's not good because like that budget is disproportionately high people were not go 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 power rangers to the movies they They were were, not yeah 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 (laughs) go go into them like pokemon go (laughs) to the polls yeah yeah yeah. um so sorry i'm hoping that the money that they got from Krispy Kreme maybe made up for the shortage i'm sure that was probably a half the budget i'm seeing here 70 million (laughs) from Krispy Kreme. i don't know we can only we can only speculate but it did open very wide 3693 screens unfortunately uh in weekend two it had a 65 percent drop that's not very good um and it opened at number two so let's see wow. what it opened. I was just going to say, it what did we open against? Behind Beauty and the Beast. Ah, uh, one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And as we know, um, a leading, a leading. Two... <laughs> yes, yes. Finish yeah. it, finish it. A leading film in the charge for gay rights. Two queer movies opening back to back. I can't wait till we cover Beauty and the Beast. I honestly think Kong Skull Island, which is opening at number three, is literally better. I remember this weekend. I remember like all these movies coming out. Like it was quite a time in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Kong Maybe Skull Island. Maybe you guys talk about been... Beauty and the Beast. I will be your guest. Oh! oh! <laughs> wow. I honestly did not see that one coming. That was good. Um, we will talk about it one day. I dread Brooke, that. Episode. I keep trying to do it, and Brooke is like, no. No. But no. we will eventually. I just, there's like, it, although it's I a go, tale as old as time. 
song as old as rhyme um although i was about to say there's really nothing like queer subtext wise to talk about there besides the obviously egregious business and then i was like we just talked about the power rangers for yeah. an hour and a half yeah, we i can, think we're we can good. talk about anything we really can speaking of all right let's guess the letterbox jordan and mike feel free to put in a guess if you would like jordan what do you think the average letterbox rating of power rangers 2017 is Ooh, well, I'm not going to say that it was a beloved movie because I remember it being panned, but I don't think it's super hated. My gut was to say a three, but I don't think it's a three. So I'm going to go with like a two, two, eight, two, eight, two, eight. Mike, would you care? Two, eight, nine. Sorry. What is it? I was trying, you know, like how it's like, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Jordan, that was... I, I actually can't even... Deafening silence. Yeah. Deafening silence. Wow. <laughs> Mike, would you care to hazard a guess? It's funny. All of them... Would you got 1,700 no, zero the... stars? Yeah. No, thank you. And this is the star system you're talking about, right? Like one yes, to five yes. stars? One to five with yeah. decimals included. No pressure. You, I never guess. I want to say, say one, one and a half or two. Wow. Oh. That's very oh, low. Oh, my God. All right. I Because I, that's per- personally what I think that... It, I feel like other people, if we're rating, because critics this. are harsh, right? So, I mean, yeah, but hmm. is, but All right. is this critics or is this is it like everyone? Everybody, this, this is, is everybody. So this is so. like general populace, like free thinkers. Oh, so this is like the, this is like the Rotten Tomatoes like audience score then? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's akin to that that rating. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, Okay, yeah. okay. Um, right, let's say three then. Okay, a three three flat. Okay, and you say a two yeah. eight. Yes. It's a two seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not great, but I will say mo- the, the highest, like most people rate this a three. Yeah. A three, two, a two. Yeah. So. Okay. I feel like that's like the, the range. Um, you came in with swing with the one and a half. And, and I, was I was like, like damn. Jesus. <laughs> people <laughs> I hated thought, I thought it was movie. critics, but I, I think that mm. audiences have a little bit more, they're a little bit more forgiving because critics offer their opinion based off of what it is as art in that present moment as we're, nostalgia sometimes bolsters the ratings for people when they watch something that is like really renowned ip mm-hmm. i wonder here just so we know on rotten tomatoes this got a 50 oh so, kind no, of like not a bad three. actually yeah. 44 on metacritic yeah all right not too bad it is what it is is what it <laughs> is Okay, well, now it's time for us to weigh in on how we feel about this movie. How did this mm-hmm. movie do on um, the queer quadrant? On the queer quadrant, so from w- one star or from half a star to five stars in terms of queer representation, how w- are we feeling? I personally... Mm, uh, God, okay. <sighs> I feel like this is like a two and a half. Honestly, I don't want to give it lower because like, I want to give it a little bit of credit trying i'm trying um two and a half one and a half stars for gay icon becky g um and her girlfriend troubles of none of which we see we want to know what they are still technically the first gay superhero so yes wahoo for that um and one star for elizabeth thanks eating gold um because that is a camp performance i agree all right, I, two yeah. five for me as well. That, oh, was, yeah? that was very nice. Yeah, oh, I'm glad okay. you said two five because I agree. I think this movie is doing very fun, progressive things, and I think that that's important and that's salient. And I like that. I just wish that the queerness, with like them specifically stating about like Billy's autism, I think that that's really important. And so I just wished that instead of playing around 
with queerness they just said Mm -hmm. that she was like queer Mm -hmm. and i think that would bring it up at least a little bit more you know like just have her as a defined character and even though you know like we all throughout life have our struggles coming out um but for being so heavily marketed and pitched as being like the first queer superhero you just want it to be actually more tangible and more like substantive than what we got. Yeah. And they do have a lot of good casual diversity that they don't make a big deal out of. So like the one thing that they do make a big deal out of, they should like deliver on it. Right. Mike, how you feeling? You know, I agree. I feel like they could have made more of a meal out of Trini's moment. I think we, which we talked about. Um, I would like to give it more points uh, for, yeah, Elizabeth Banks, just kind (laughs) of being Elizabeth Banks and bringing that into it up. Yeah, she. You know what? Be, and because you guys showed me yours, I'll show you mine, and <laughs> I will. I will say, yeah, maybe probably two five as well. Okay, across, across the, the board. board. Love hey, when that happens. It's like we're holding hands. We're morphing, baby. We're morphing. We're gonna make it's a giant time. robot. A giant <laughs> queer quadrant robot. A giant pride flag. Oh no! Um, <laughs> Honestly, ter- terrifying. That's stomping down the street. Ah! <laughs> you will bow to <laughs> the, the gay agenda. Um, is that? Well, yeah. Is that the gay agenda? Yes. Great. Good to know. Is a pride flag crushing yes. the entire? Yeah, an of excellent America. addition to any pride parade. Yes, of course. Thank yeah, you. Right. Thank you very much. Um, okay, cool. We well, did it. that we, we morphed. morphed. <laughs> oh no. We did morph. We did. Um, yeah, I, this, this That was movie. Power Rangers. That was twenty seventeen. Power so, no, Rangers. That was not Power Rangers twenty seventeen, Brooke. What was that? Saban's, Saban's Power, Power Rangers, Rangers. Comma twenty seventeen. Um, I was slightly I like woke up in a cold sweat last night because I was like, Did I tell Mike that it was the twenty seventeen movie? What if he watched a different movie? And then I I checked my dms and i was like so no, hilarious no, I because i also had that moment last night if you in Iconic. my text messages uh i said to travis at like just after midnight i was like is it the mighty morphin of the 2017 one and i, and I was like it's fine because i'll watch both and i don't care because they're both great but i'm just curious uh but yeah then he was like 2017 i was like okay good so uh i'm glad that we were i think we may have had that moment at the same time like i imagine us both sitting up in bed and like in different places being like oh god but we were morphed we were saying yeah we morphed yeah that was it we connected across space and time yeah but we did it it all it all turned out well and Mm -hmm. um mike thank you so much for being here and yeah i feel like you guys come on our show and it's i'm so glad i can come on here and uh i look forward to joining you you know when you talk about other movies and stuff like that but yeah thank you for having me oh my god of course absolutely um is there anything that you would like to plug now is now is the time yeah, yeah, I would say uh, my po- the podcast that I do with Travis, uh, my co-host for Rainbow Road, uh, and you can check us out on Twitter uh, at I think it's oh my gosh, do I not know our Twitter handle? <laughs> I think it's We're a Rainbow on Twitter. Road Pod. Rainbow I Road Pod, say. I think that's it. I clearly do all I of the social this. media. Iconic. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we we're just you can and we're on where podcasts are: Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, Podbean, whatever. Um, love it yeah we're out there hell yeah rainbow road is great and everyone should listen it is such a fun time and uh we love listening and also being on yeah we love having you guys on you guys are the most fun honestly 
Oh my oh. god, thank you. Oh. We try. Don't don't tell Maybe a little too hard. We won't. Oh. It'll just stay between you and us and the, yeah, uh, this is private, the right? podcast first. Yeah, yeah, I mean this isn't live. No, so no, 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 one, no. This one is one not being this, published. So yeah. This is just fine. for just for just for walls. <laughs> um, you know, just speaking to the ether in that case, you can also find us on Twitter. Um, I'm at Brooke B. Solomon. At Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at Queer Quadrant. And if you somehow happen to find this recording, you can find other episodes on Spotify on apple podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts all right you know what's on the docket oh review please subscribe five stars only of course because we are a five-star podcast and we love having five-star reviews because there are five power rangers so a star for each freaking power ranger great save there we go thank you for rescuing me from myself (laughs) you were trying you were trying to take it too far into the past is what you were trying to do. Yeah. Brooke, where were you trying to take it to? You know where we're going next week. Oh, I know. We're taking a trip across the sea. Um, We might be hanging out on a horse for a little bit. Ooh, I think inside a horse. Because we're talking Troy next week. Ooh, boy. Um, we've got Blonde Brad Pitt. We've got... Heels? Uh, yeah, we've history? got horses. Um, it's going to be... History, horses. horses. What else do you need? This episode has everything. That is next week so tune in for get that. ready it's gonna be a time as i think i say every week but trust me it it's will be a time gonna be a time all right and i think there's only one other way that we can end this is with all of us you know saying go go power rangers right. right yeah we're gonna Singing try and, and sync this up over okay, zoom yeah all right so on are you three, ready for this we'll give our best it? no no just i don't know all the lyrics we'll just like okay. give give our best like emphatic Go go, go power, go power Ranger. rangers. Okay. Like we are morphing to the go go. Or should, should we, we say it's, should we, it's, it's morphing, morphing time? time? Yeah, I think great. It's morphing great. Time, yeah. There we go. Right, notes. Right. We love studio notes. Okay, here, here we go. go. All right, on three. One, two, three. It's, it's morphing, morphing time. time.